How can Illinois basketball look so good one night and so bad the next? You know who knows? Scott Ritchie, our beat writer, because he tracks them day and night. This week's Inside Illini Basketball, Ritchie will tell you what went right against Minnesota, what went wrong against Iowa, and what's in store the rest of the season. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's Morning Show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Hey, Scott Ritchie, welcome back. Thanks, Jim. It's good to be back. Monday back morning. Town. Here in downtown Champaign at News Gazette Media Studios, Scott spent the weekend in beautiful Iowa City. Looked cold. It was cold. Was it? Yeah, it was, well, Sunday morning, headed to Carver Hawkeye. Uh, it was like six degrees, so. Okay. In fact, you had to park on one side of the arena, and the only entrance really open at the time that we got there, which was early, was on the, the back end, so uh, almost froze. In between my car and the door. I got to tell you, Scott Ritchie, that uh, I enjoy Carver Hawkeye Arena. I don't know why, but I've always. Uh, well, it's different. I mean, it's yeah. high schoolish. Like you walk in, and then the entire arena is still like in a bowl, like right underground essentially. Oh, it's an interesting, interesting place. You're too young, but uh, back in the '80s when Iowa was really good, it was an electric atmosphere. Yeah, um, it was a better crowd than I figured would be there just because it was cold and because, you know, the NFL Conference Championship games were, were that day. But fans showed up. I mean. Well, I'm sorry, were the Des Moines Patriots involved? It's, just, it's the NFL gym. Everybody watches it. I mean, I didn't watch any because I was driving back. Was it the Davenport Rams? Did they win? What do you mean, the, the NFL? The NFL is a pretty popular gym. Uh, I'm not sure you've heard. I, you're wrong on this one. Because it's all about college basketball in Iowa and college football. It's all about wrestling in Iowa. <laughs> You're <that>? right. <laughs> I, I think they hosted a rest, I think hosted wrestling on Saturday, and I don't know. I feel like maybe the crowd got more into that. That's right. I wasn't funny. there, but I just sort of assume. All right, this is Scott Ritchie. He is our uh, beat writer for all things Illini. I am Jim Rosso. Long, many, many moons ago, a beat writer for Illinois basketball, back when Bill Self was the coach. Did uh, I see Kansas the, the lose to days. an awful West Virginia team over the weekend? Is this the year that they don't win the Big 12? <laughs> um, out of context, uh, in any context, I would say yes, but uh, Texas Tech lost twice last week. Ooh. I think Oklahoma lost twice last week. So there you go. Um, okay. Yeah, like. You want to know the team they're that's, fine. that's their greatest challenge this year? Kansas State. Uh, I mean, they've been better in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they had sort of a rough start to the year. Um, but, yeah, Bruce Weber's got them going. Um, there's lots of challengers, I think, for Kansas. I mean, you know, the two men I mentioned with, with Tech and Oklahoma, like Iowa State. Is, yep. Well, it's Monday morning. Uh, the Cyclones are headed to, to Fog Island today. I believe they'll play there uh, tonight. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but... I still think Kansas will probably win the Big 12 because Kansas always wins the Big okay. 12. Fair enough. We're not here to talk the Big 12. We're not here to talk Kansas. We're here to talk Illinois basketball. This is inside Illini basketball after all. Yeah, I mean, it is. Back to Carver-Hawkeye. 
where I think that number 10 just hit another three. Yeah, Joe Wieskamp still wide open, as it turns out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been a pretty good idea to guard him at the three-point line. I mean, that's just me. I will look I, really good. I, I played you know, some high school basketball. I, I didn't play at a high level, but I would assume you guard the shooter. He, like He's the guy that if he gets the ball, everyone should be yelling shooter at the top of their mm-hmm. lungs because he's going to make it. There are a few of those guys, though, in white yesterday. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they made a ridiculous number of three-pointers and a ridiculous percentage. And I think part of it was, I mean, just one of those shooting days. I and mean, the ball, I mean, was going in. I was shooting with a lot of confidence. You know, Isaiah Moss was making them. Jordan Bohannon. Uh, Nichols Bear hit a couple just for kicks. I mean, Iowa didn't really need them, but he made them too. It was, but, I mean, part of it is, you know, making the shots. But the other part was, I think they took 21 threes. I would say Illinois maybe contested four of them. How is that possible? Stevens and breakdowns. I mean, Illinois, I would assume, you know, it was probably, you know, part of the game plan. It was like, hey, Joe Wieskamp, shooter, let's let's make sure mm-hmm. we've got someone on him all the time. But um, early, you know, Iowa was running um, some ball screen action, and Illinois, you know, just was not covering it well. They were sort of trying to, the guards were trying to cheat over the top of the screens, and that, yeah, that meant the other the, the Iowa guards would kind of just leak out to the perimeter and be open, and it, because you know the backside help wasn't going to be quick enough to be there, and I don't know, it was just just open shot after open shot, and I mean, Iowa's not going to hit eighty percent of them every game, but they did. As Bob Osmussen wrote in today's paper, he's our thirty-year beat writer. He, uh, maybe I'm misreading this, but he compares Illinois to Iowa last year. Yeah, I mean, Iowa. Iowa was really 4-14 last year in the Big Ten. Well, if you'll remember the the Big Ten tournament out in Madison Square Garden, Illinois and Iowa played on that first day. Wow, were they bad, and now they're good. Does this happen to Illinois next year? Is Bob right, or is the office rocker? I mean, I think there's a chance that it could happen. Because if you look at this Iowa team, it's the same guys as last year, plus Joe Wieskamp, essentially. I mean, they didn't they didn't lose any of their key pieces, and got some really talented some really talented guys. You know, Tyler Cook and Luka Garza and Jordan Bohannon. Um, and this added a and added a, a shooter to it. Um, in this day and age of basketball, got to make shots. And I always got guys that can make shots. Illinois, mm, you know. Not as much, but if you look, you know, project Illinois to twenty nineteen twenty twenty. Should have the entire team coming back, except you know, Aaron Jordan will graduate, and Adonis De La Rosa will you know, use up his final year of eligibility. Of course, that's you know, maybe counting on Io Sumu not to be a first round draft pick, which is a possibility right now, and. If he is a first-rounder, he's gone. There's no beating around that bush. Um, but return everybody. Hopefully you, know, you see that improvement, like, you know, that 
some guys like I at Iowa have made. You know, Luca Garza is even better than he was last year as a freshman. And maybe Illinois, you know, flips it. I mean, Iowa's ranked right now after finishing four and fourteen in the Big Ten year. There's hope. All right, tell me this: there was hope on Wednesday night when they took the Gophers to the woodshed, and everybody was touting this turnaround. How can it change so much in such a short time span? I would say probably because Illinois is, you know, if you're looking at it from a consistency standpoint, not the team that beat Minnesota by 27, but also maybe not the team that loses by 24 at Iowa. They're somewhere in between looking at a season long, trending more towards that Iowa side. But, I mean, the the Minnesota game was the first time Illinois played a complete 40 minutes of good basketball. I mean, they did like everything kind of that they want to do came together and you know, had good offense with, you know, really good ball movement, you know, consistent production from their their top 3, you know, I would assume with Trent Frazier, Georgie Bajanashvili, rebounded really well and played their best defense of the year. I mean, their defensive rotations were on point. Um then they repeated pretty much none of that at Iowa. So it's you know from one extreme to the other, I'd say they're probably somewhere in the middle. All right, so you, I, th- I fully expected you to bring some analytics my way to explain this reversal. Well, I think the defensive the, rebound percentage something something. Well, something. I mean, only really hit the offensive rebounds hard at Iowa, but when you miss forty-two shots, it's going to happen. Your <laughs> chances go up that you're going to haul an offensive rebound. Um, we're going to get to. The advanced oh, metric goody. of the day. It was a a listener submitted request. In fact, we can Great. just go to that right now. If that you want. listener was not Jim Rosso. No, uh, in fact, they suggested it just for the, the reaction that you're going to have. All right, go ahead, give it to me. Get it out of the way. One metric of a sort that um, Ken Pomeroy, the Ken Pom rankings that that he tracks mm-hmm. is, believe it or not. Luck, <laughs> and basically, it's the difference between a team's actual winning percentage and what you would expect their winning percentage to be based on how many points they score and how many they give up. This season, right now, Illinois ranks three hundred and fiftieth in luck. In luck, so they're by this metric one of the four most unluckiest teams in the country. Uh, luckiest team in the country right now. My very own Eastern Illinois Panthers. I didn't know they. So yeah, still have a division. Lucky one team. I've heard of Eastern Illinois is what that is. Uh, they had, uh, yeah, you was sort of on the map last week. A huge game. Well, is that right, Jim? Um, a dozen pro scouts in attendance. None there to see anyone that <laughs> <laughs> that plays for EIU, but uh, Murray State's was there, and, and John Morant. Um, Top five pick in the draft, their point guard, um, and, and he showed why he had I think twenty seven points and nine assists and where a the, bunch of threes, and he was good. Where are those pro scouts going to have a beer afterward in Charleston? <sighs> There's all kinds of options. Well, g- give me one. Um, not a sponsor, but uh, Marty's is the closest bar to Lance Jim. Is that Marty Simmons? Uh, I think it may be named after him. Sure. Uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, Marty's is actually on campus, 
okay. campus surrounds it, uh, which I think is unique in in the college world. But that's a good place. Um, and then if they're really looking for a super towny experience, got to go to Lefty's Holler. Shout out to the bar that I may or may not have spent a lot of time at. Well, if you keep covering seasons like this, you may be back in the tavern because this is starting to wear on some folks. Uh, just the emotional ride from Wednesday night and Thursday where the Illinois fans were super excited. And I I would say you know, in that moment they had a reason to be. It was the win against Minnesota was the best, not just the best game, but the best basketball I had seen from Illinois in four years covering the team. They were good. They did a lot of good things. And then four days later, didn't do a lot of good things. I mean, it wasn't all negative at Iowa. I mean, I, I jotted down a couple of things that stood out to me as being positive. Um, you know, Iowa's second half, I mean, he was, he was not good mm-hmm. in, in the first half, but he showed what he can do in the second. You know, he was attacking the rim more, um, which, I mean, basically there was no dribble drive to speak of against Iowa. And the the limited number of free throws Illinois shot, reason for it. So a little more of that was good. And I I mentioned this a couple times during the game. I'll mention it again now. Samba Kane was about the only Illinois big that could, you know, D up Luca Garza. He had three blocks and he just played good post defense in small bursts. Still a bit hit or miss, mostly miss offensively. Um just really needs to He's a lob guy right now. Uh, expecting him to to do things that Georgia Bichonich really does, you know, backing guys down and unleashing a, an array of post moves. Sam Kane is not there yet, but good post D helps on the way. His name is Kofi. Yeah. Um, Why do I see pictures of him on Tuesday's cover of the News Gazette? I got an early sneak peek at it. Yeah. Well, played in a huge. You know, national TV game on Sunday, on I think on ESPN. It was Oak Hill Academy, Kofi Cockburn, and and others. Christian Brown, another Illinois target. Uh, Cole Anthony is their point guard, son of Greg Anthony. Hmm. Yeah, you might might know that name. My era. Uh, yeah, it's Thank sort you. of my era too. Uh, I w- Stay yeah. out of my era, Scott. They overlap, Jim. All right, a little bit, a little, and I, I'm going to stress a little. Um, but so anyway, Oak Hill played IMG Academy. Uh, on Sunday at the the Hoop Hall Classic, which is basically it's, which is still going on uh, today in in Boston, uh, lots of great you know high school. Uh, I don't want to say high school teams, lots of great prep school teams. How about that? Um, but IMG won, but you know, Kofi Cochran had a pretty good game: seventeen points, eight rebounds. Um, is he too? Is he too big? He's really big. Um, We'll see how well he moves in Brad Underwood's system, which is you know, predicated on lots of running. But it bears repeating that if he gets the ball within five feet, he's going to dunk it on top of your head. Hmm. And Illinois does not have anyone that can do that. I mean, it struck me on Sunday during the, the Iowa game you know, when you know, Tyler Cook had the dunk. Um, Grace the, the cover of today's sports section, in fact, in the News Gazette, I believe. Um, the Illinois just, they don't dunk a lot. 
and in terms of maybe just sheer athleticism, just don't have a lot of guys that can do that. You know, Kofi Coppern's at, at one end of that dunking spectrum just you know, because he's, he's the epitome of a power dunker. Like, don't see a lot of in-game dunks from the Illini. Maybe, you know, this new thing of Tevian Jones getting some early minutes uh, will lead to dunks because he's the best athlete on the team. He just needs to avoid foul trouble because he's gotten in early the last two games and then found a place on the bench after getting some fouls too. All right, Scott Ritchie chats every Wednesday at com. Submit your questions anytime. He'll answer them. Got the Badgers on Wednesday, the Turtles on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, that's that's rough because Wisconsin just beat Michigan by 10. He handed the Wolverines their first loss. So, And Ethan Happ did all of his Ethan Happ things. Um, and Matt Daniels, who's got sports editor, and I were talking about Ethan Happ this morning and it's just how he's the strangest player in college basketball and why teams maybe just don't sag off him defensively because can't shoot. It's pretty much a given. But he does so many other things. Like he's a good ball handler at 6'10", um, terrific passer. So if you give him a little opening offensively by by sagging off into the paint, he'll make you pay in some other way pretty much. But uh, And then you got Maryland who's you know, maybe behind Michigan, Michigan State is, is really the number three team. Um, in the Big Ten. That so. game's at Madison Square Garden. Is this part of that uh, hockey doubleheader yeah. with basketball? Ho- the, the basketball hockey Kay. doubleheader, Illinois. Maryland will go first. They, they got the right. morning to what, 11 a.m. Central Time tip. Um, you know, that maybe one day it'll be a basketball hockey doubleheader and Illinois will be involved in both games. You never know. No news on that? No. Recently? Okay. I mean, the latest, well, I mean, this summer Jeff Whitman talked about maybe having something to discuss about hockey you know, when the new year happened, which has happened, and he has since kind of pushed that back a little bit to maybe spring. We'll, we'll know more about the potential of hockey at Illinois. All right, uh, give me some more recruiting news, Scott. I need another fix. Well, um, still in search of a wing, you know, to f- – to fill that last scholarship in the 2019 class. Um, Christian Brown, one of Kofi Cochran's teammates there at Oak Hill, is certainly a name to watch in that regard. Um, a lot of people think you know, North Carolina State uh, is maybe leading uh, in his recruitment, but Illinois is certainly making a push. And I would think you know, having the commitment from Kofi wouldn't hurt. I mean, it's not – the I like they you know grew up playing together. I mean, this is Kofi's first year at Oak Hill, and he's played in New York previous you know to that. But playing together now, teammates now, so that's that's a possibility. And then Adam Miller just keeps scoring a ton of points. Like, and I keep thinking that he is really going to maybe you know. Take that, Mr. Basketball. All right. Maybe News Gazette All-State Player of the Year crown from E.J. Liddell, who's also you know, having a really terrific senior year. But if Morgan Park can come out of 3A and Adam Miller's you know, putting up like 30 points a game, it's going to be tough to say no. But yeah. uh, it's not a lot of movement on the recruiting front right now. I just with the one scholarship to fill and um, maybe more you know, this spring. And then obviously you know things will – 
pick back up again um, in April and May uh, for 2020, 2021. And we'll get into probably some 2022 recruiting, which seems crazy, but it's right around the corner. All right, Scott Ritchie had to submit his AP Top 25. You appeared confused on what you were going to do. I I just, there was some questions. Okay. I need answers. What'd you do? What I did was uh, didn't change much anything from my the top of my ballot from a, a week ago, and yeah, this when I Nevada just, number one. And uh, no, is that what you're saying? No, no, they're it's your, good. It's your favorite team. I do like them, and maybe you've heard that because they mention it every time Nevada plays. But their starting five is all fifth year yep. transfers, and I, when I say they mention that every time Nevada plays, it's not hyperbole. They mention it at least like five times a game it seems like um but i took kind of like my top 10 from last week and just totally broke down their season for each team and turns out duke's still really good i mean i know they, they lost to syracuse but they, they bounced back saturday beat virginia and i kept them at number one because they have more top 50 wins than tennessee Wait, it would have been my my next there's someone online too. Yes, Rick Barnes. Okay, I'll pass it on. Not a fan. No. We uh, are actually getting uh, told we're done, Scott. Well, the top twenty-five just came out. Okay. Tennessee number one, Duke number two. Well, there you go. I was right. That's a great way to finish this inside line on basketball. I feel pretty good at. With Do Duke. you? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, congratulations, Scott Ritchie, our News Gazette Media Employee of the Year, honored on Friday. Everybody email him, tell him, great job, Scott. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jim. That was great. And before we end, i got to give a shout-out to a longtime listener, uh, my friend Paul. Listens every week, not even an Illinois fan, but loves college basketball, or right. loves that I talk about it. Just because uh, Scott's a big award winner doesn't mean he won't do this every week for the rest of the year. How about that? Sure. All right. Hey, we got to go. We'll see you next week.